Hello and welcome to Living Abroadcast, the podcast about where people are from, how they got here, and what they're doing now. I'm Eric. And I'm Mikey. And welcome back to another week of the show, everyone. Um, welcome back to another, what has it been, three weeks now? Break of the show. Um, we've been hearing a tremendous outcry from listeners. Um, <laughs> missing Missing their favorite podcast about living abroad, which uh, very few people can do right now. Nearly yeah. impossible to go abroad. But, Pretty much. Uh, yeah. You know, things are loosening up. We talked about that last time we got together and did this. But, um, you know, we're here. We're, uh, we're all still alive in this crazy, crazy world we're now living in. I think, has the world gotten worse every time we've recorded? Like, has it just been a downhill I would, have, I would have thought so, depending on where you live. But as as uh, I, the world in general, yeah, uh, and then yes, everything else is sparked off. Like it, it's it's not it a is. good place, um, specifically it in the is. United States. A very depressing way to start a an I episode know. after it's three It's been weeks. on my mind. You know what I was thinking? What when you said that? What if, what if COVID ends the whole living abroad thing? What if that's not a thing anymore? And and we were recording a podcast about living abroad. During it, during I, it happening, you know that's historic. That will go down as <laughs> that will it, teach that in history it, lessons. Is it in twenty years to come? Historic? They'll play our podcast. I, I like that. That's I'm a good, say it that's is. a good silver lining to this. That we we did this podcast about people, uh, you know, living in different parts of the world or coming from different parts of the world to our little corner and uh, doing this show. I. I hadn't thought about it that way, to be totally honest. I just did. Is it going to become a podcast about people leaving the city limits? It might be. It might yeah. be. And uh, the uh, voice who's joining us, the... Uh, I don't know if I was allowed to talk yet. Oh, you are more than welcome to talk. Okay. Um, Hello, everybody. I apologize for not giving you a <laughs> introduction. Time, don't take your muzzle off until we say so. <laughs> <laughs> Roger that. That was Mike. You <laughs> insisted on that. Um, but my good friend Alex is joining us tonight. Hi, Alex. Hi, everybody. Thanks for coming in, Alex, into the studios. Yeah. Oh, um, thanks for having me. By the way, the studio looking looking <laughs> real nice at oh, the moment. Oh, thank you. Well, you've been doing some handiwork? A Eric? little bit. Um, we, we got a little crafty this afternoon in my apartment. Um, the Mount Pleasant studio, as it's came to be known, got a little splash of color this afternoon. This is great for an audio medium, but... Um, What's the name of the color? <laughs> tea Room. Tea room, is it? Tea room. We painted a wall in my apartment pink. It's, nah. You painted it tea room. Tea room. Um, one how of, how one much of, of the work do you think you did So in a percentage and how much did Sabine do? And I, I need some honesty. I did about, I would estimate <laughs> around 60%. Oh, being generous, 60, I think. No, listen. <laughs> 60% surface area painting. Who did the taping? Most important job. Sabine did the taping. That's yeah. definitely, that's a Sabine job. Hands down, that's okay. a Sabine job. Because she's, <laughs> she's particular, you know. Eric, Eric would make a mess of that. As well as I did 65% of the wall that I painted oh, initially. Oh, 65 now. was 60 before. Did I not say 65? No, I said 60. 60 to 65 of the surface area because Sabine was doing the detailed edges, the stuff along the taping that she did, along the baseboards, along the outlets, along the stuff that you don't want to get paint on uh, okay. as you're painting. I got the big, easy work in the middle where I could just roll a roller up and down the wall. And uh, then... 
fun fact, when you just hit a wall with a roller and you take, you know, no effort into how even everything is, it doesn't look the best, especially when it's wet. Mm. And then Sabine took my 65% and then went over it 100%. Okay. And it looks much nicer and uh, the wall that you're seeing before you. This is great for a... So 65% that you did... Minus the hundred percent that Sabine did over you, thirty-five. You did minus thirty-five percent. Negative thirty-five percent. Cool. Well, cool. It's complicated math. That's yeah. the most sophisticated math we've done on this show before. But um, that was that was a little little project. Um, I haven't properly introduced our guest no, yet. I, I got, said I Alex, side. good friend of mine, um, the first doctor we've ever had on the show. Am I, I allowed to say that? A, a chiropractic doctor. Yeah. You Amazing. Be specific about that. Chiropractic doctor. First person with the DR. DC. DC. Yeah, they call it a, well, I mean, we could, it's a DC, a doctor of chiropractic degree. That's what it's called. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. A doctor of chiropractic, a DC. I, I don't know who chose that or who decided that. But I feel like we might have had someone on who has like a PhD. Does that ring a bell? Ha- have we? Yeah. Am I, am I being doctor. really? Uh, a doctor of philosophy? I don't know. I'm trying to think now. Maybe not. I, I racked my brain hard about this before giving Alex the first credit because okay, you might I, be right. I, I didn't want to be uh, disparaging to to any other guests and not not giving them the credit. Not that not to discount that, thoughtful of you. your that, achievement. But that does make a lot of sense, though, because you mentioned before we were having a conversation off air and you said something about having a lot of clients from somewhere, and I'd forgot that Eric told me you're a chiropractor. So I was <laughs> like, hmm, I wonder, I wonder what he does. Okay, so there you right, go. It's all straightened out. And if my brain is just not functioning in uh, the department, we have had someone with a PhD on the show before. I uh, deeply apologize. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyways, Alex, um, I've known you long before you, uh, you had that, uh, that achievement. And um, congratulations on that, by the way. Thanks. But, I uh, really like it. Thank you. Yeah, um, I've known Alex since, if any listeners remember those wild music festival stories I've told on this show before. Uh, um, met Sasquatch. Alex, Sasquatch involved in those days. Beer bongs and borders. Beer, beer bongs and borders. Was actually, the episode named where we discuss this particular music. One of my favorite episodes ever. One of our so most many, popular episodes. One of our most listened to for sure. Uh, I think the name really... Gets people in. Yeah, it's really it's interesting to me because I was driving and I didn't know there was a beer bong in the car. So I should oh, probably so go listen to that was episode. Was it you two that were in the car? We weren't in the car together. Alex was part of the convoy. In the car ahead. In a car ahead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Well, we made it, obviously. So yeah. They, well, you you two were, there were two cars ahead of the car I was in that ended up getting stopped at the border for 45 minutes. Probably. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. I think that was the episode where we first got uh, uh, an email from the podcast pirate. Yeah, about your activities there. Yeah, we might uh, we might hear from uh, her a little later as well. Cool. But uh, so you're a Kelowna Kelowna boy. I is that where it all comes my from? My undergrad. I did my undergrad in Kelowna, yeah. and I guess that's where Eric and I officially have our roots. Yeah. Um, but I was born in Quebec, 
Canada. Oh, yeah. Je suis un Québécois. I know, right? <laughs> around here, you got to be careful who you tell that to around here, apparently, but yeah. I'm not sure why. Because someone's always got a joke about it. <laughs> <laughs> always. You never so, know. Yeah. You never so, know yeah. who's got jokes about my my missus is from Montreal, so oh, is that right? I, I like to particularly give shit to her. I oh like to gosh. add little snippets of of giving shit about it, so she'll listen. And then, fair enough, fair enough. And then an incentive to care, apart from the quality content. So, uh, so she'll listen to this one because Alex is originally from Quebec. Oh, I'll I'll let her know. I'll <laughs> let her know, and she'll tune in for sure. All right, perfect. Yeah. And I mean, we, we asked you to be on tonight and you kind of volunteered as well, which is amazing because you've got quite an interesting story. Um, yeah, like I guess we technically first met in Kelowna. I think I met you literally when we met up that morning to drive to Sasquatch Festival. Yep. That was when we first met. Yep. Before our journey began. Before the journey. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we didn't, we kind of met through a few other friends. We probably like saw each other at parties and stuff before. Probably. Then, but, you know. Probably. But what a great way to become friends. Let's just go to a music a mu- festival music together. Festival, yeah, drinking yeah. loads of beers. Like what what can go wrong? You're just gonna walk away best mates with everybody. Exactly. Absolutely. And that's exactly. We take care of each other in those situations and mm-hmm. it brings people together. It definitely definitely does. And we went a few times as well. Yeah. It doesn't exist anymore as no. of now, which is sad. But no music that's okay. festival does. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you uh, you originated from Quebec. Yep. I was born in Quebec City on October 28th, 1991, in a hospital called Saint-Sacrement. And ever since then, I feel like I've been working my way west. And I finally made it to Vancouver, but it's been a journey. Wow. Yeah. How long did you spend in Quebec? Um, I was in Quebec City um, until I was in... I think grade one. Okay. Grade one. Okay. In grade so. one, we moved to a little suburb of Montreal called Chambly. Um, Chambly is an interesting place mostly because that's where Unibru originates. So if you were to like look for beer that was made in Quebec, it would be made in Chambly. Um, la Blanche de Chambly, uh, La Maudite, ou La Fin du Monde, all those beers that you see in the liquor stores out west now, they, they, they started out in Chambly. So that's kind of an interesting place about that. I didn't know anything about that when I was seven when I moved there. You weren't so. drinking beer when you were seven? Nope, no, we no. Strange. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I think um. in Perth, um, <laughs> they just slap a slap a baby bottle top on a beer can and yeah. <laughs> fade it as you come out the womb. Fosters. Right? <laughs> oh Anyways. You know, you know we don't actually drink Fosters, right? No, I know, I yeah, know. Okay, good. Sorry, we're getting sidetracked. I didn't know that. So. That's good to know. Yeah, it's one of the American <laughs> things. Yeah. yeah so yeah. was French your first language? Yeah, it was. Um, but my dad's American, my mom's Canadian, like French Canadian. And so I was always put in English school, even though I, um, even though my, I was living in Quebec. Um, but I remember being like, like five or six years old and taking trips to Alberta and being only French speaking and having no idea what my aunts and uncles were saying, right? They're all speaking in English. Oh. And so that was strange. So... Um, French is that that's what your parents were speaking to each other or yeah, just each other and at home. So until I started grade school, so mm-hmm. kindergarten, grade one, that they put me in English school, and that's when my English okay. started. Like I remember learning the word mountain in English. Nice. I remember learning the word airplane in English. Like quite some, specifically, weird memory to have. But those are some 
dope first English words to right? learn. Thank but, you. But like mountain is so similar in French. It's like mountain, isn't it? Montaigne. Montaigne. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, right. But I had no French education, so I never seen it on paper what the word looked like. Okay. Yeah. You know, okay. so I didn't really have anything to like visually compare it to. If that Does your dad sense. have a French background then, if that's what yeah, he was, was going to say? What a complicated question. Um, my grandpa is American and he was born in Park City, um, Utah. Oh, fuck yeah. I love Park City. Oh my God. Such a fun place. Right, right, right. So I come from a background of, um, my family is, they're all LDS or Mormons, right? And so my grandpa served his mission, his two-year mission, um, went from Utah to, uh, Paris, France. Okay. So there he fell in love with the French culture. And it was like, wow, like I love the French people. I love the French culture. I want to commit my life to like studying these people. So he moved, he took his eight kids when he came back, well, he came back to Utah after his mission. Married my grandma, had eight kids, moved to Quebec City and became a professor at Laval University there. So that's how my English dad ended up in quebec city because wow. yeah so yeah so it's wild so <laughs> so it's funny that i worked my way all the way west because my grandpa spent a lot of energy moving his family all the way east his entire life but, interesting that yeah. that's such a like a like an interesting layer to having a french speaking parent like that's a lot of effort put into having a right yeah someone who like goes on a Mormon mission to Paris and then comes back to Quebec and then mm-hmm. starts a Canadian family in Quebec. Yeah, and that's pretty crazy. Was your, was your mom um, a member of the LDS as well? She joined the church when she was eight years old. Um, I think that some missionaries found um, her and her family and taught, the, taught them about the church and they liked the sounds of it. And so they, they, they signed up and... So yeah, my my uh, my parents met via my dad's sister um, through the church. Hmm. Yeah, which was also an important detail because the reason we ended up moving from Chambly, Quebec, the place where the the beers are from, um, to Alberta when I was in grade four three years later was okay. because like the church was not at all strong enough in Quebec City. Like the Mormon church say, is yeah, super weak. Say. It's like predominantly Catholic, um, really liberal place overall, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And my family and my parents wanted um, wanted us to grow up like with people who had the same values as we did. And to them that meant um, moving out west where the church was stronger. And so we moved all the way to Alberta um, to where my dad's sisters lived and where we had some family. Um, and so that's, you know, that started my journey out West. Interesting. Yeah. Gotta say from stereotyping Alberta, I wouldn't have thought there'd be a, a Mormon stronghold there. Well, if, yeah, because I'm be honest, when, when, <laughs> when the Mormons came from out East when they, where they were persecuted and they, they moved all the way, like they had to go to Salt Lake City, Utah, right? Yeah. Um, where they could you know, establish themselves in the West and be more free and be less persecuted. Well, they didn't all stay in Utah. Some of them trickled all the way up um, north to towns like um, 
and they established towns like Cardston, Alberta, Tabor, Alberta, Raymond, Alberta, Lethbridge, Lethbridge, Alberta. Okay. I, I, yeah. And so there's I, the, the, the it was a really really um, a strong um, you know Mormon uh, population. Huh. There. There's towns in Alberta that are like ninety percent Mormon, right? Yep. Interesting. And it's mainly a religion f- still very much centered on Western North America. I think so. Well, I mean, it's spread out throughout the world, like, mm-hmm. amazing. Last time I checked, I think there was over, like, 12 million members of the church across all the continents. Um, but that's where it started. Um, <laughs> it started in Palmyra, New York, um, in 1860-something. And then they were, perse- the, 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 they were persecuted. They booked it out west. Um, they just kept, kept, kept getting pushed further and further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, their houses mm-hmm. were burnt down. Um, really bad things were happening to them. And so they're like, we, we got to leave here. So they, they literally packed hand carts and walked across the United States and established Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah. I, uh, wow. I went to a, a wedding in uh, Salt Lake City probably two, two three years ago. Oh, yeah. My, my friend who I used to work with at Cyprus... He, uh, his family's Mormon. He did his mission in uh, the Philippines. Okay. Um, but uh, he was marrying an American... He's from New Zealand. Okay. He was marrying um, an American girl who just happened to be from Salt Lake City, but she wasn't Mormon. Oh. So they got married in Salt Lake City. Juicy. And I'm like, I get on this plane, I'm thinking, fuck, I don't... I don't know anything about the city, the history, the religion, anything. So I get out my phone. I start watching a watching a documentary on it on the plane. <laughs> it's a scary rabbit hole to go down. Every, everybody coming on in their suits with their with their name tags on. Okay, they're like coming home from their missions and stuff. So I'm like, can I be watching a documentary on this? It, like, felt like the whole plane was full of people coming back. To Salt Lake City. And it's wild when you land in Salt Lake City because posters everywhere. Posters, what? balloons, welcome back, brother so and so. And my mate was gonna pull the piss and like just make a poster for me, like welcome back, brother Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> brother Dutton. <laughs> oh, that would have been really funny. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was it was great, man. That's a that's a such a cool city. It, it is, I, isn't I, it? I, yeah, I loved yeah, it, man. Yeah. We went to Park City. Um for a night as well and just learning about the history, wandering around the temple. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was, that was really cool. Yeah. Those castle looking things are pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Yeah, Especially considering like a week earlier, I didn't know anything. Right. Not a single thing about it. They're pretty tremendous structures. Those Mormon temples. For sure. I've seen the one devoted their lives to, to building. And it's like, it, it, uh, it encompasses probably, Three or four city blocks, like the main part of downtown. Mm-hmm. It's called Temple Square. Temple Square. Yeah. I've yeah. been to the one in the lower mainland here. I can't remember what city it's in. It's in there's one in Vancouver. I, Is there? Yep. Um, it, I mean, it's in the I lower thought, mainland. I thought it was we a call, little... I mean, folks who aren't from Vancouver call it the Vancouver Temple. So I, that's, yeah. that's all I know from yeah. about it. Right? But, it, I mean, it's tremendous. Is it? Like, it's... Did, I, it, was, it was late at night. That we went because... Um, They're always all lit up. Yeah, that's exactly what I remember about it. I was there with... I've talked about him on the show, my friend, who uh, who is also a member of the church. He's Calvin. kind of Calvin. I've talked about old Cal on the show. Um, 
another accomplice in the uh, whole Sasquatch mission. Yeah. Um, who's who's had more uh, more committed and less committed relationships with uh, with that whole organization throughout his life. I think he's on the more committed right now, but um, it's a roller coaster. Anyways, him and I attended some function at so there's there's the churches or the the like community center buildings and then there's the temples yeah yeah i mean it's uh, kind of like you if you think about it like a tree yeah. right like there's yeah. there are there's the church in general let's call mm-hmm. that the trunk and then there are stakes which are like the next biggest branch and then there are branches or wards based on that so i wasn't allowed to go in the big temple yeah it was all lit up fancy at night you got to be that's a member for a for different that that's a different for a but, different um, podcast it's yeah kinda, it's uh there's lots to say about that yeah and i mean whatever yeah we can yeah, talk yeah. about whatever yeah. parts of it we want on this but You're right. salt yeah. lake's cool because you can wander through the square you can't go into the buildings mm-hmm. but you yeah. can like wander through the square so you still get a pretty good vibe of it for sure and uh yeah it's yeah, cool. and people are nice, really nice oh there. Oh my god! People are okay. really nice there. Like. Salt Lake City is probably the friendliest city, right? In wh- whether whether you follow that religious domination or 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 not, they are just so freaking nice. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's like absurdly nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They just like yeah, it's, it's great. Wonderful. Yeah. Cool. So, so yeah, that took you to. I'll Alberta. visit it with you tomorrow. Yeah, of, so of all places, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Airdrie, Alberta, Airdrie, not which f- is heard good things. Ha- has been called the armpit of Calgary. <laughs> by, I just by, who? Called the by me, okay, by you. Okay. <laughs> no, so no, ge- geographically, uh, if you can describe it, just north of Calgary, north of Calgary. Okay, just north of Calgary. Yeah, yeah. I think it. You know, it's the city with the highest elevation in like Canada or something like that. I, okay. Tra- I, I, so the Mormons th- gone from like highest elevation in Salt Lake City just gone to the highest elevation. <laughs> exactly, exactly. They like being able to look around <laughs> because after Keep being pillaged in the east, they, they, they want to sure make sure they can see if their enemies sure are nobody's coming. coming for, for them. Yeah, anyways. Exactly. Yeah, Airdrie, Alberta. Okay. Um, and that was where I went to middle school. That's where I went to high school. Um, and I, I really liked living there yeah. um, when I did. Was, was it a town or a neighborhood of a, Calgary? A town. Okay. A town. They're How many blending. people? Um, when we moved there, I think there was like about 15,000. Today, there's 75, Dang. I think, wow. thousand people it's growing. there. So it's growing. So, Calgary's growing towards Airdrie. Airdrie's going to Calgary. Yeah. And they're kind of blending in the middle. It's kind of a growing okay. suburb. They built a big, huge mall right between the two, so that really pulls the people towards yeah. it. Okay. Um, yeah. And Airdrie's cool. Um, that's probably the first time anyone ever said that ever in a podcast. I've been there before. <laughs> uh, some family friends of ours lived there. But I mean, I, I, I liked it when I lived there. You yeah. know what I mean? I was this, uh, what, 11-year-old kid, and it was this little mm-hmm. town that I got to discover, and to me, it was like the entire world. And so, yeah. Yeah. you know, there was a movie theater, and I knew how to get there, and there was a gas station, and I knew how to get there, and I knew, you know, and so that was, it was a good place to grow up. Um, there were two high schools at the time, and they were rivals in basketball and in football, and that was fun. And so I feel like it was a real, like, microcosm of a, of a place. And Sounds like 
classic small town. Yeah. And I kind of love yeah. that. About yeah, it. yeah. And so, yeah. I mean, I liked it. And then once in a while, we ventured into 15 minutes into Calgary. So did you start, <laughs> did you go to a French school when you arrived in an Airdrie? No, I've never gone to a French school in my entire life. I went wow. to um, Muriel Clayton Middle School in Airdrie, Alberta. Wow. Yeah. And you're dropping more specifics than any guest I think ever has. It's great. As well. We've never I had love a it. date of birth. No, date of birth. <laughs> yeah. Like hospital name. Hey, wow. I mean, I'm just giving you, I'm just telling you my story. Yeah. People are close <laughs> to stealing your identity at this stage. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't say your mother's well, maiden name, whatever you well, do. Well, yeah. I bet, they're but I mean, your first pet. They they're can, they're they in can, your shit. They, sure. I thought they, you know, my name was going to be on this thing anyways. They can look yeah. me up. I've got exactly. nothing to hide. No. Yeah. But um, that's really cool. I, I love that. I love some hometown pride because I certainly haven't shared it, that same sentiment about Kelowna. Um, on I mean, I wouldn't know if I'd call it pride, but... but uh, You love your hometown, though, it sounds like. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah, I yeah. do. I love some things about it. I mean, that's a personal... I spent know. my formative years there. I feel like it shaped me. Not the town shaped me, but like the like really good friends and really good people um, that I met there um, You know, helped... Me does your who I was? Does your family still live there? Yep, they do. I'm not going to give you the address because apparently I'm giving too many specifics. That's okay. We don't need to. I mean, that's amazing. They're part of a flourishing. Yeah, yeah. They we they still live in the same house um, that wow. I grew up in there, and uh, it's you know really close to the school that I went to, and it was fantastic. And so I was in Airdrie um, till. I left for my mission when I was 19. Yeah. Um, so that was, what, 11 to 19, like eight years? Can we give a little context to a Mormon mission for uh, those who might... Listen up, everybody. Not- Mormon mission. If you're a boy, you leave when you're 19 and you go for two years. If you're a girl, you leave when you're um, 21. I think that might have changed. But let's call it 21 and you go for 18 months. And you go where you are called to go. That could be Salt Lake City, Utah, or it could be Winnipeg, Canada, or it could be the Philippines. Uh, for me, it was Chile, Osorno, Chile, like deep Patagonia, Chile. Yeah, that's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, you would think, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and before you go on your mission, you get sent to something called the Missionary Training Center, which it, there there's multiple, but I Is went that, to one. Right. It's in Provo, Utah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's Provo, like a, that, that's that's right near Salt Lake City. Yeah. Is that a BYU? It it's kind of like BYU. It's like okay. you could throw a rock at BYU from it, um, but right, it's okay. a campus um, where everyone wears a suit and um, white shirt and a name tag, and it's a really cool place in a way because. There's people from all over the continent there learning languages from all over the world. So, you know, there's the Spanish building, there's the Russian building, there's the Portuguese building, there's the Japanese building, and there's uh, this building. Are there rivalries between? No. (laughs) That wouldn't have been been very Mormon. No, 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 no. Rather than be their rivalries, they, like, take turns cleaning each other's toilets. Like, (laughs) wow. That people are really nice to each other there. And um, so you just got a certain amount of time to to try and learn to speak as fluent Spanish as possible. Exactly. Wow. Um, usually, if you're like learning a, a language that's not your mother tongue or whatever, it's usually about mm-hmm. two months, eight weeks. Um, if you if they're sending you out to an English speaking place, it's about three weeks. You just gotta 
learn how to be a missionary. Because you so get that, you get a few m- very minor options with where you're called to go, if I'm not mistaken. Well, my, you my, don't get to choose at all. They just uh, you get a letter in the mail one day that says, "Here you go, you're going to Uruguay." Okay, my because well, that's funny God enough. Where Calvin ended that's up intense. going was for two Uruguay, years Uruguay, but um, he he told me there was a very minor three choice thing of like um, stay within Canada or your home country, go to a place that speaks English or learn a new language. Well, when you're filling out your application, mm-hmm. you can you can really just let them know how you're feeling. You're like, oh, let's get uh, one to ten. How badly do you want to learn a, l- a new language? Because I know Zero. a guy. Okay. Or like ten. You know what I mean? Okay. Do you like soccer? Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know a guy who got sent to Winnipeg, Manitoba. Right. Uh, yeah. And I mean, I, I know. Hey, <laughs> that's Cologne. what everybody says. I know, well, I know. Um, and then he got sent home. But you have no choice. Um, yeah. You really don't really have much of a say. You're Damn, sent, that's you're sent in- where you're needed, really. That's so, such an intense letter to get in the mail. You're just yeah. waiting for this letter as to where you're going to spend the next two years of your life. Mm-hmm. And before that, you've got to learn I was installing a s- ceiling fan when my mom called me and told me, what were your, your first, letter's here. What were your first thoughts? Whoa, this is cool. There's a volcano in this city. That's what uh, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I knew that'd be so volcanoes. Chilly. Um, but okay, we need to fast forward to the next part of the story because, because you had this amazing <laughs> living abroad adventure after Provo and you yeah. went to Chile, right? No, I didn't go there. to Chile. the thing. I never ended oh. up in Osorno, Chile. Oh, no. I was in the missionary training center for like six weeks. Nearly done. And I'm like, okay, all right, this is all right. Um, and then all of a sudden I'm like, I don't know. I just, just it didn't feel right. Fuck Chile. And... I don't know, just my whole idea about how I felt about the church and whether this is what I really wanted to do or wh- whether this is what I really wanted to be doing. Like, it really it just came crumbling down on me. Did you meet and a lady? No, I did not meet a lady, but okay. I had a lady at okay. home, which probably mattered a lot, if we're being honest. And I missed my family. I missed the people that I loved. And it just all, all of a sudden didn't seem really right. And so just kind of pushed all the right buttons and did what I had to do. And all of a sudden, I wasn't going to Chile anymore. Shit. I was going right back to Airdrie, Alberta. So uh, did you you deliberately get yourself kicked out or did you ask to leave? Did you turn in the well, most... Well, no, like, no, I don't... Turn I, into like, the most I, it's like a, honestly, it's like a traumatic, like, experience kind of. But, um, but just because, of, you know, you grew up thinking this is what you're going to do for 19 years. And yeah. all of a sudden you're like, no. Yeah. Um, right. And so, no, I, I just, I, I explained to who the people that I needed to explain it to that this is where, where I wanted to be. It didn't feel right. Um, and that I just needed to go home and figure my stuff out before I could you know, go before I decided what to do next. Must happen a lot. 19 is so young. You'd think that. Um, but there's like, I don't know. I think that the church has really progressed a lot in um, helping people, you know, make those decisions because you do grow up your entire life being like, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is my job. Like the, if I'm doing the right thing, this is the right decision to do. Oh, I'm so happy living this religion. I need. I ought to share it with other people so they can be happy too, right? Yeah. And that's what I thought, like 100%. And, and then I kind of like when, once I left home and once I like didn't have other people's like faith to really lean on anymore, like my parents and stuff that all fell apart right in my face. So, 
yeah, that landed me right back home. So that's really interesting that you were obviously in a campus where that was literally formed off of this faith, but you didn't feel like the faith was there for you right. to lean on. And that was part of it. And then, and then, I mean, part, part of the reason was like, have I been lying to myself my entire life? Do like, I actually believe this or do I not? Or am I, I don't know, do it. It just didn't feel right. And yeah, it is complicated. And I, I've been unpacking I mean, it ever since what it's been when almost nine years since I've been yeah. home now from that Provo, Utah campus. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and I still like really have a hard time like putting into words. Why did that happen? Well, no, hey. it, it, it could have just been like, if I would have like gone for a walk rather than sat there and stewing in my own brain, um, that when I made that decision, you know, maybe, maybe it would have changed everything, you know? But, so. I mean, that's, and we've addressed it on a much broader less personal level on this show, but so much of traveling is just following your gut. Right. And And in that time, my gosh, did I follow my gut? Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that's so important in cases where, you know, you're, you're making a big decision. You're, you know, in your case, flying to, you know, one of those southernmost points in the entire world or Mm. different penguins. Yeah. Yeah. Penguins down there. Holy shit. One of my favorite sayings like over the last couple of years, it kind of sounds stupid at first, but when you think of it yourself, it's uh, you are where you're meant to be. I like it. Think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that that puts to rest all them feelings of did I make the right decision? What if I had turned left instead of right? All that kind of shit. So. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. 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 I'm, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with that. I think I. I made it to Vancouver to the Mount Pleasant studio today, and it feels where <laughs> it's I... It's meant to be. Yeah, 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 I yeah. feel like yeah. we're meant to have met right now, if I'm going to be honest. Well, yeah. um, So a c- couple of quick questions. In them six yeah. weeks, did you manage to learn Spanish? Um, I can talk to you about Jesus and God in Spanish pretty darn wow, well. Very specific <laughs> conversations. Um, we have had a guest from Chile okay. early on. I really? don't know how much of... Mm-hmm. Jesus, he would want to hear, but but um, it was very specific to you know we learned in context of being able to communicate about like, you know teaching yeah. people the religion, sure, and stuff like, like that, introducing right? yourself, exactly. and yeah, 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 yeah. hola, uh, somos, uh, yeah, um, we know. And go there. one more question to do with the missions: Would you be willing to say what is what, besides Winnipeg? What's the <laughs> worst place you can get sent? Do oh. you think? Are, are you willing to say that? Um, it depends, right? You just told me you are, you are where you're meant to be. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, um, I think that I know a lot of the time people say, if you go on a mission to share, you know, what you believe with other people, it doesn't make a lot of sense to get sent to Salt Lake city, Utah, (laughs) where there's 95% Mormons. Yeah. But a lot of people get sent to Salt Lake city, Utah. So, it, it, some people think, you know, that's a weird place to get sent. Yeah. You know? but So uh, a lot of them people on my plane, they might not necessarily have been coming back from their mission. They might have been 
yeah, going to this. Maybe, maybe. You know what okay. I mean? And, and like depending on the context, right? If you are uh, some a member of the church who grew up in the Philippines and you get sent to Salt Lake City on your mission, you're going to be a lot more excited than if you're from Boise, Idaho, and you're getting sent to Salt Lake City on your sure. mission, right? Or if you're so, from uh, Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada, and you get sent to Winnipeg, then uh, you yeah, might not be yeah, so stoked. Yeah, yeah. And then I mean, he you know, ended up he I, ended up going to that mission. <laughs> The, the way that I thought this was going to play out, I thought that you were going to get the letter in the mail and it, your mission was Kelowna. Just oh. hop over the border. That's where I thought this was ah. going. And then this whole... Chili, we're really... this is You're really just rolling with the it. The whole eh? chili wrench got thrown And we haven't even gone to Portland yet. My no, no, no. <laughs> no, we got to Portland in this in this whole adventure. Uh, this, could, this could rival... Um, okay. our, it was our old pal, uh, Nadim. 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 Uh, listen, I... <laughs> Just a, a, a temporary memory yeah. slip on, he, on my part there. Na- actually, Nadim almost, I mean, not same country, but almost pulled a reverse Alex in his trajectory where he started in Bolivia, or Costa Rica, I guess he was born, True. went to Bolivia. Yeah. And then... Up to the States. <laughs> up to the States. To and England. Then, and then to... And then to Canada. I don't think he lived in England. Nope. Besides never been England. there. Um, wow. But the kind of weird reverse... A reverse Alex. This is a weird tangent. Yeah. Anyways. Um, I'm not at all claiming I'm the best traveled person on no, this no, no. podcast or anything. <laughs> we're, we're just saying you've had, I mean, this is an incredible journey. Yeah, we're yeah, yeah. Talking yeah. About, I mean, I think it's more... cool. If you lay it all out like that, it's, it does seem like kind of like a journey rather than. And so um, we're going to get to your return to Airdrie, I promise. I have a question as well. Yeah. So. With with this decision to go to um, to Chile, is that a place that you feel like you still need to go at some point in your life? Maybe maybe for different purposes. That's a really good question. No one people have asked me so many questions, and no one's ever asked me that questions. Um, because it was do kind I want to go there? The cards. Like, it was it was predestined. Yeah, for yeah, you, yeah, essentially. yeah. It was decided. Would I want to go there? One hundred percent. Yes. Because I've always wanted to go to Patagonia because the pictures look cool and there's lakes and I want to kayak in them I mean, and stuff. The most and, incredible places. And, yeah, I want to go there uh, because of its like splendor and beauty. Um, and I hear the people are amazing. And yeah, I want to go there and be like, wow, this is where I could have came. You know, maybe I'll walk by these shops of people that I like could have known. But I, at the same time, I don't. I can't like bringing it back to I am where I ought to be. Like you can't live your life being like, Oh, what if this, what if that, what if this, Mm -hmm. what if that? No. I mean, I'll end up where I end up. And maybe one day that's walking in the streets of a Sorno wondering like what what it would have been like if I was there 30 years earlier. But, um, I don't know. To answer your question. Yes. I hope I get to go there one day. No, I don't regret that. I haven't been there yet, especially as a missionary. The two people I know who've gone on missions have not had the best experience. I've touched on it a couple times. Right. All right, right, right. But I I, yeah. I think it would be amazing if you, and I know a lot of people who would love to talk to you about it, who have had amazing experiences, I, right? I don't have that in coming the coming from like the least Mormon, like ex-Mormon person ever. Yeah. And I I think... My brother or my cousins or my friends and people who... Yeah. Yeah. So it would be interesting to get get another perspective from them, right? I guess I'm also speaking to it from 
knowing these two people who I think struggled within the church prior to serving right. these missions. Mine was the opposite. Yeah. I was like a Peter Priesthood, true blue through and through, straight edge. Oh, Damn. Yeah, and then all of a sudden the lights went, I don't know, on do, do or people, off. Do people within <laughs> your... Oh, man, I keep having questions before you get back to Airdrie now. It's okay, it's um, okay. Do people within your Mormon community back in Airdrie kind of know of you? Not, a, I don't want to say turning your back on the church, but just having this kind of change of heart, this, you know, decision to not serve this mission and stuff. Do you think, is this a known story within the oh, Airdrie yeah. Mormon chapter? Well, that the Mormon church is like really close and people mm-hmm. like, I don't know, keep tabs on each other. Yeah. And in a way that's like a really, really great thing because if anybody in the community is perceived to have a need or like, you know, they, you can support one another. Maybe a more negative aspect of that dynamic is that everybody knows about everybody's life and mm-hmm. whether or not you're like, do, do I think there's some judging going on? Yeah. But like that, like that's, that happens in normal life. Do you know what I mean? You, and so, yeah. Do you think your little, do you think your story has inspired other Mormon kids to have a change of heart about serving their mission though? No, I don't know. I wouldn't say, I would never be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're doing this. That's horrible. Please don't do it. Like I'm literally, yeah. That's not what I'm trying to say either. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear I, there's six members of my family, my parents, and then my three siblings. I'm the only person who hasn't served a mission. My dad went to Mexico. My mom went to Haiti my brother went to Houston, Texas. My sister went to Montreal. And my other sister went to Sydney, Australia. Um, then COVID. And then she came back. And now she just went back to Toronto because they don't want to send her overseas again. Uh, so I'm the only one who hasn't gone. And I have never been like tell, told one of my younger siblings, like, oh, my gosh, why are you doing this? No, I fully support them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, to, and like follow their heart and their whatever they believe. Even though I can believe completely different things in them. Do you feel a little bit left out, like around the dinner table, everybody's telling mission stories and Alex is sitting in the corner like, damn it. Uh, I I find ways to involve myself in the conversation. You know what I mean? If we're talking about missionaries, I'm like, what's the the early uh, return rate like these days? (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) And are are people, if, you know, and I, I don't know, there's ways to ask interesting questions for me i feel i felt like i had to like really explain to myself as to why i could come home and i think that if people were sad or you know when you're a 19 year old kid and you get sent off on to the other side of the world it's easy to be like become sad or to be homesick but all of a sudden you don't want to say i'm homesick let me go home you know you have to kind of like label it different things or what what is it like oh i'm depressed or oh i'm this so that they're like ah yes you can go home now. And mm-hmm. you know, you touched on one other point I was going to ask you about with your with your sister and the, the current climate with with COVID happening. So I was like, are they able to come back before COVID got really bad? Or, or yeah, the church was really sorry. Is that your question? Yeah, I was like, oh, would it be seen as abandoning your mission? No, 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 no. They were they were they weren't given a choice. They were, they were pulled, like back. pulled back. Yeah, they're yeah, like yeah, get yeah. home. Okay. Um, my aunt, my uncle. Were because you know there's also a thing where once you're retired you know you can go back as a couple 
you and your significant other. And um, <clears throat> I say significant other as it, it could be anything other than a man and a wife, which it can't. Um, you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, in 2020, okay. maybe down the, maybe wow. down the track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they were in uh, Ghana in Africa serving a mission and they got pulled home. Um, yeah. And so anyways, yeah, people from all over the world got pulled back. Um, to make sure that this this health crisis could be something that you know, as a society, we could surmount and sure get makes over. sense. Wow. Yeah. So you get back to Airdrie. Yeah, back um, to Airdrie. Nineteen year olds old still. What was uh, what was the fanfare when you when you got? Well, when obviously it was like kind of my whole life exploded in my face. Like as a I nineteen as a nineteen as a nineteen year old. Yeah, no posters and balloons. Uh, no, no. No, I don't think you get those no, for no, coming no, back. no, 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 <laughs> and like it's so it's interesting that you asked that question, right? Because like I remember sitting being in the Salt Lake City Airport, waiting to get on the plane, um, six weeks after I'd been in the MTC, and people being like, "Oh, hey, elder, louder." That's what they called you. Yeah, oh, elder, 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 brother. It's fine. It was elder. close. It's close. Mate. They're like, "Hey, can, <laughs> where, where are you heading?" I'm like. Home? Oh, where's home? Calgary. They're like, oh, congratulations. <laughs> I'm like, what am I gonna what am I gonna yeah. say to that? Like, oh uh, I'm just I'm like, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah I'm not gonna like even yeah. on the plane, congrats, Elder. I'm like, what am I gonna say to that? Like that was like that, like just soul crushing. Soul, soul crushing almost. Cover you know up your name mean? tag. Anyways, like. It's true, it's true. I know. And when I got to take that name tag off at the airport, honestly, it was the, one of the biggest reliefs I've had in my entire life. Um but yeah, go back to Airdrie. Everyone's just kind of confused. Why are you back? Because like I was, I would say it's not like anyone, I was like so eager to go in the first place, right? I was like so excited. No one like forced me to do it or anything. Um, but I was really e- eager to go. Um, and uh, when I came home, people were confused. <laughs> yeah. Know? And include my family, my, my, my siblings, extended family. Did you tell uh, your family you're going to do it or did you just roll well, I talked I talked no 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 I talked to my yeah I talked to my parents and on the phone before I came home. I think they were confused. Um I think that in a way they I don't know uh, like they might have the best parents ever like they're so amazing. They're like what did did we do something wrong? Like what could we have done differently to support you better so that you could feel like you could get through this, you no, know what just I mean? Blaming themselves. But, I mean yeah, but it sounds like yeah, but I wouldn't I don't fault them for that because I think I would have done the same thing for them. But uh yeah, so that kind of was like boom and so I was like wow, I need to get out of Airdrie. That's why I went to Kelowna. Right. Okay. So, all right, we're almost getting full picture here. Yeah, hitting so, the big smoke. I need how, to spread how, my wings a bit. How quick were you back, or like, how long were you in Airdrie before you uh, decided to? About a year. I was nineteen, and I applied to UBC, Kelowna, because I had like a lot of friends that went there, and mm-hmm. they said it was fantastic. And my uh, partner at the time. She was also going there, and like, hey, let's go there together. Awesome, it'll be amazing. And we did, and it was, and I loved it. And I did my undergrad there, um, and that's when we went to Sasquatch a lot of times. Yeah, so I, that's when I met Eric. That's, that's where we when, got our mutual friend set. So, yeah. and so thank goodness for that. Yeah, cheers to that. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, real. yeah. Yeah. Natural yeah. Oh, cheers oh, okay. there. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. 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 You are where you're, yeah, you yeah. Are where you're meant, meant to be. So there you go. For two, being where you're meant to be. Two yeah. worlds colliding. Someone studying I mean, to be a chiropractor, befriending 
uh, a, a lifeguard. I wasn't studying to be a chiropractor yet. Oh, it, okay. It was a very Spoiler. funny happenstance meeting Alex at the specific time I did too. And th- this is just me selfishly inserting my own life story in your Please go on. incredible journey. But going to Sasquatch, my friend who I was going with, Calvin, mentioned a few times was currently going through a lot of Mormon shit that... I'm sorry. But such a, a of, like it's such a Mormon shit. It's such a funny sentence because yeah. it's so unMormon. Yeah, you're not supposed to say those words. You're not supposed so to. It's just drink the beverage it, it, I'm about to yeah, at the same time. It's like, but it, it feels good to hear it. Somehow. Um, he would. He was going through a lot of conflict with that as well, having been denied his mission and having his mission pushed several times because of transgressions he'd committed. Within, uh, sorry, Calvin. Within this the podcast exists. Oh, I've talked about it before. He know, right, he's heard it. He's right. heard it. He knows. All right. Um, but he's back on that track again, and he's on the path that he feels like he's doing the right thing with it, everything right now. And I'm really happy for him with that. But um, anyways, he was having his own conflicts within it at the time, okay. and then I remember hearing about you going through the same thing and just kind of bringing it up to him and be like, Hey, I think, I think Alex is kind of like a reformed reformed maybe is even the wrong term, but Alex used to be more than two and you guys having a big moment over it like that same weekend. And it's cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I only insert myself into this because so much of the drama he was going through, he was like, you got to see it firsthand. Like it's a lot. I mean, he was my best friend at the, like, and he was going through a lot of it and bringing it up with me and like being like, look, like I want to be doing one thing, but the other complete half of my life is doing the other. (laughs) And that, that's a bad situation. He drove (laughs) from Lethbridge to come meet me like the day before we all went to Sasquatch together because again, he just hit some kind of a breaking point that that's like a 13 hour drive. Yeah. Oh no. 10, 10 wasn't crazy. He picked up his Sasquatch ticket along the way. <laughs> Love it. Um, and, uh, yeah, like just jumped ship from what he was doing and, uh, eventually did serve a mission like two years later. Uh, interesting. No. It, so our, our journeys are obviously all different. Yeah. Um, stoked for Calvin stoked that he's happy. He seems happy. So, yeah. So you did undergrad in Kelowna. Yeah, so I moved to Kelowna, and I did my undergrad there, and I met a lot of good people. Um, I studied, I did a a science thing there, and um, it was fun, and I liked it, and I was surrounded by people that I, like, super admired, and along the way, I met a lot of people who, like, had, like, so much integrity and were so smart, and, like, were, like, really morally sound, all things that, like, the church really kind of brings people up to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, wow, these people don't go to church every Sunday, but they're they're everything that a human, good human should be. And so that was really cool to see. You know what I mean? That you don't have to be Mormon to be a good person. Um, and so I, m- I met a lot of good people like that. And that was fantastic. And then after my undergrad, I'm like, okay, what do I do now? You know, just... Uh, post-grad, weird, limbo. And so I took a year off. I was a bartender. I bartended all over the place in Kelowna. I remember uh, this. And, like, Classic my friends. Job. What? 
Classic moment job. Right? I think I was just kind of like sticking it to the man, you know? Yeah, I was just kind of... But yeah, it was interesting because even in back in Airdrie, I was serving at a Boston pizza. I've worked at a lot of Boston pizzas. Oh, okay. And I remember like being an 18-year-old before my mission and having someone like ask me for an MGD. And I'm like, I don't know if we have that. Um, because I didn't know what, a, uh, I didn't know what beer we had or I didn't even know uh, it's a Miller genuine draft. Okay. It's okay. I don't know what Foster's is. It's fine. And, um, it, to, to go from that to being like this, like bartender at like nightclubs and, you know, bars and I remember you working places. at. Rusty's? Rusty's, yeah. It was a billiard club. Ah, uh, Rusty's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I imagine there'd be a couple of stories uh, the, from Rusty's. The Canadian brew house. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah, classy yeah. joint. Um, but it was good. The money was good. I didn't know what I wanted to do yet. And so I just kind of was in limbo. And then my now fiance, Holly, um, was finishing her undergrad. Um, so, she, so I was just like, okay, let's hang out here. Um, while I figure out what I wanted to do. And then one day I kind of like made a list of like, what do, what, what do I want? And what don't I want? I'm like, I want to help people, but I don't want to work crazy long hours or maybe because I'm lazy or something. Um, I don't want to be stressed out all the time. And at, at the end of that list, like be, being a chiropractor made a lot of sense. And so um, there are a lot of chiropractic schools in the United States, probably about like over 35. And there's only... Two in Canada. One's in French, one's in English, and they're both out east. Um, there's one in Toronto, the English one, and there's one in Trois-Rivières, Quebec, which is the French one. So I'm like, do I want to go to school in French? No, because I've never gone to school in French. I don't even know how to write in French. I can only speak in French. Do I want to go to school in Toronto? No, it's cold. Okay, where's the cl- next closest school? Portland. And uh, the University of Western States in Portland is where I ended up going to grad school. And it was a good choice for me because if you, like, drew a spectrum of schools, um, of chiropractors, can you guys hear the police sirens? This is the mouse. Yeah, a couple times this episode we've got these sirens. I think almost every episode. It yeah. adds character. Sorry, sorry yeah. to the uh, sorry to oh, the good. listeners. Oh, good. Um, used they to distracted it. me. And so, on the spectrum of chiropractic schools, if you've got like science-based people um, on one side, and then you've got wizards in golden hats. On the other side, the Portland school is as evidence-based as possible, if that makes sense. So um, that's why I decided to go there. And that was a four-year program that got squished in two, three years because I didn't take any breaks over the summer. And so I ended up spending three years in Portland, which were really cool but really stressful and, like, Sometimes really great and sometimes really not great. I'm glad they're over. I learned a lot there. I met a lot of great people, but but I'm glad that's done. What was living in the States like? Was there... Uh, I mean, I have like, to be careful here, yeah. <laughs> yeah? Well, I don't know. I don't want to say anything bad. I, did, I, I would say, overall, I didn't like it. Like, I like Portland, but I didn't yeah. be, like being in the States. Like, I mean, like, Portland's a great place to visit. I've been down there. Good place to visit for a weekend. We've addressed the political three years. We've addressed the Not political sure. state down there. I don't think it's anywhere anybody's in a rush to live in right now. No, mm-hmm. no, exactly. Um, and there's a yeah, extremism. You said you, your old man's my dad from the U.S. Yeah, does that mean he's American? You're dual citizen. Technically, I'm like a naturalized U.S. citizen, so I could walk into an embassy and be like, "Hello, I was born. My dad was born here. Give me a passport, Give me a passport please." But you didn't have one I when you went. Ha- I didn't okay. do that yet. 
because um, the school I was going to was um, subsidizing my tuition if I was Canadian. Ah, okay. <laughs> Hopefully no go. one's listening. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. the school. It, immigration listens closely. Yeah, but yeah, they're fans a lot of the show. So a they, lot of sketchy things are said on this program. Yeah. People get a lot of passes based on it's okay. Well, so I didn't say so in order to get the, the, that Canadian student scholarship, um, because our dollar was so bad compared to mm-hmm. theirs and they still wanted us to go to school there. Um, they kind of bridged the gap there. They let us pay our tuition in Canadian dollars, which was huge. At like the parity amount. Kind exactly. Of thing. Yeah. 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 So if we were an American, so I said I was an American. Which technically I'm not. Fair, exactly, you're you're all good. Nothing nothing dodgy there. That's, no, no, that's yeah. all good. So um, that, that. And I actually got the privilege to visit you at the very tail end of your stint in the states. Right, we had a friend that was getting married, and yeah. so where it was a, ended up being a really good place to have a a boys weekend. Oui, oui. Little old yeah. bachelor party. Yeah. So nice. the, the boys crashed at our place. Did you go to uh, that vegan strip club? No, this no. is this is a funny joke actually. We between didn't go to any Sab- Sabine no. and I. It was uh, by adamant refusal of the groom that uh, nobody attended any strip club, and he had. I mean, maybe the smartest person I have the privilege of knowing, and had an incredibly logical reason that you couldn't even argue with as to why he didn't want to go to a strip club. What was that? I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, <laughs> Mike I mean, had a good yeah, reason. He had a good reason. But I mean, yeah. We were in the car when he discussed it. He like Um, literally like, like logic us out of it. (laughs) Like to the point that I was like, nobody was even mad that we were going. All right. No, that's a good point. Well, you were all probably a couple of frothies in. So your, (laughs) your brains weren't working properly. Oh no. I mean, we were riding, we were riding uh, dune buggies in the sand dunes. So we were sober as can be when that decision was, was made. Everyone was like sunstroked and hung over by the time, because we had three designated drivers for the party of around 12 guys who traveled three hours south one day to go ride dune buggies and ATVs no, no and sand dunes. No one during those, any of that time was ever thinking straight, either because they were too tired, hung over from hung the night over, before, drunk, or what, yeah, or yeah. they hit their head falling off a quad in the sand dunes. <laughs> All of which happened. Yeah. All of the above. So Ka- Cairo is a pretty intense uh, degree. Did yeah. You, did, you ha- did you have time to enjoy the city, enjoy, like, experience Portland, or was it just like, study school that's it i think it was really intense and i'm a, like pretty type a student studier like i'm pre- i don't know i probably cared too much about school wh- while i was in it mm-hmm. if i had to like give myself advice and go back and be like hey like chill out more and like go enjoy the city more yeah um but i still like got to do so many so many cool things like portland is such a cool thing. Maybe the only reason I'm like somewhat jaded about it is because I was going through school at the same time. And like, I associate yeah. all my memory, memories there of being stressed because even if I went out for a night, then I'm like, I felt guilty because I should have been studying, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so no, lots, lots, lots of good times um, there. It was fantastic. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. It was phenomenal. Um, Did you get to see, uh, much else of the states while you were living down there for those three years. Um, we drove to uh, the Gorge, Washington, for Sasquatch once. Very cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it, Oregon in general, like that whole the Gorge um, and like the, um, I guess the 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 southern side of Washington. My goodness, it is an outdoorsman's playground. Everything's covered in moss. 
the weather's so temperate. Um, it rains a lot, but it never gets too cold. Um, and it was absolutely, absolutely incredible. The hiking was incredible. Stunning country and, down there. Uh, I remember. It's just beautiful. So does the gorge from the music venue extend into Oregon? Um, I am not a geographer. My dad is, but uh, I don't know. Okay. Answer. I don't think so. So the, the Columbia River. Mm-hmm. So the Columbia River. Okay, so this this will answer, maybe this answers your question. The Columbia River pretty much is the border um, or runs the border between Washington and Oregon. And so that's as what soon we as see you, from the gorge. Exactly. Exactly. So at the, when you're at the gorge, you're in Wenatchee, Washington, I think. is. There, is. I think George also is oh. like the nearest town. Yeah, it's you're probably called, right. What do I know? It's called, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's I know totally there is fair. a town nearby called Quincy, and there's one called George, and I think it's the dumbest town name for it. It's the state of Washington. Is, isn't uh, yeah. isn't there a Vancouver on the border yeah. of Washington, so that, Oregon? Yeah, that becomes really really confusing. But uh, you have to you have to know. Um, yeah, yeah. But it, I don't know. It's it's good. Personally, my favorite thing about Oregon, none of those added. Taxes. Yeah. When you buy anything, the price on the shelf. That is a nice part. Tell me more about this vegan strip club because <laughs> I get hung up on it because prior to this bachelor party, I'd mentioned it at a social function and I have gotten nothing but shit about it ever since. I mentioned it in front of Sabine and some of her friends and being like, I heard there's a vegan strip club in Portland and that's all anybody ever brings uh, up. I've, every I've, time never, I've never told this story. No. So, um, yeah, down in, uh, down in Portland, probably... Uh, four years ago, and uh, I I had just transitioned to to a vegan diet, and like Portland's a great place for that. Um, pretty much the whole of the Pacific Northwest, all them liberals, you know they they love that vegan shit. Okay, <laughs> yourself included. Come on, and uh, so. We're looking at great places and there was this place that was getting really good reviews for their, uh, for their vegan um, menu. It just mm-hmm. happened to be a strip club but their food was 100% vegan. So I'm like, all right, we'll give it a, give it a whirl. We, I was driving. We, we drove there like at, at 9 o'clock at night and the entrance is right – the entrance to the strip club is in an alley that comes off a car park like a pitch black alley. I am shitting myself. I I've never been in a strip club. <laughs> That's the one and only time I've ever been in a strip strip club. I really? was yeah. Wow. I Purist. was so so anxious. You get extra vegan points for that. It's the Thanks, the only strip club you've been in has been a vegan it's one. A vegan one. So we go in and it is just I don't know what I was expecting, but it was dirtier and grimier than I'd ever imagined. It was like I mean, the, the carpets had their own little ecosystem growing in them, I felt like. And, uh, you know, obviously uh, girls dancing around. I'm really sorry to hear about such a shitty workplace for such an honourable profession. Yeah, Let's well, just say that, that dancers and they're hard workers. I mean, but God, uh, <laughs> strippers. Like, that, for real, that's a respectable profession. And I'm that, yeah, and that sucks that they've had to work uh, in such... They're s- athletes, I'd say. Shitty conditions. And yeah. it's, it's what you'd expect. All the locals were there. Yeah, yeah. Males between the ages of, you know, 50 and 70 probably. And we sit at the, we sit at the bar and uh, this big fella comes over. Real biker-looking bloke, dressed in leather. Had a, um, a spiky <laughs> dog collar on. Uh, huge beard. 
piercings all over his face, shaved head, but it's tattooed. Oh. And, you know, I don't like to stereotype people, but I was once again shitting myself. Yeah. And uh, he comes over. Adding to the micro. And he goes, the carpet. he goes, what, what can I get for you? And I go, <laughs> uh, this might sound weird, but I heard you guys have vegan food. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any expectations. He's like, then suddenly this like, his lights, his eyes light up. And he just can't wait to talk to me about it. He's like, yeah, well, yeah, I designed it myself. Um, yeah. And he rushes off to get the menu and he talks through every everything on the menu. And he's like, I designed the whole menu myself. You know, we, we cook it fresh in the back. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? This is the weirdest thing. And I go, oh, cool. So are you vegan? He goes, 100, 100%, man. Yeah, yeah. And he's like getting Love it. really aggressive fuck about yeah. it. Love it. And I go, all right, well, I'll have the – it was like a – like a vegan beef dip made with mm-hmm. uh, setan, I think it was at the time. Yeah. Something like that. I can't, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Might have been tempeh. Um, <laughs> Brett bought it out. Absolutely just phenomenal. Delicious. Good. You know, he kept coming back. What does it taste like? Is it good? Do you like it? I'm like, yeah, man, just leave us the fuck alone. It tastes great. I want to eat it. It's amazing. Yeah. And uh, we, we tipped him. Like, yeah. you know, had the dollar bills. <laughs> more, than you, more than you tip them. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I didn't tip them. Um, oh. No, because we're at the bar. We yeah, weren't, yeah. We okay, didn't okay, go okay, to... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You're there to eat. We flung a couple of dollars over. Um, but absolutely brilliant. And I don't know if it's still there. I can't even remember the name of it. But if you go to <sighs> Portland, you enjoy plant-based food. Um, Put it in the comments. Give it, if you know give it, a, give it a will. I always like to give Sebastian a shout out on this show too. He's the one who always gives me a hard time about the vegan strip club. Oh, he would love it. Yeah, he's that's right up his I, alley. I don't, I don't think I could name a place he'd maybe be more uncomfortable than a strip club. Nah, 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 nah. But nah, nah, nah. if I can do it, any anybody can All do right, it. He'd, he'd it. like the food. Yeah, but um, it's so true what you say though, because like I mean, I would have never. I mean, I knew this, but you you did a good job describing it in Portland. You just really can't stereotype people because they don't really fit the bill. You have yeah, exactly. You have people dressed in leather that end up being vegan, and you have like yeah. it's I don't know, I don't know. It's just people are so interesting. People oh, you know are what? So diverse. I should say it probably wasn't leather. It was it pleather. Was, it was pleather. Yeah. yeah okay. So. But but you're right. I felt terrible afterwards for stereotyping yeah, right. him. He was like such a lovely guy. Yeah. As, as well. And Portland is like this melting pot of that. Like you go out for a night out and it's – I thought Vancouver was like that. But yep. like you go down to Portland you're like, geez, look at – if, if you are normal, you are the weird one. Oh, yeah. Portland. People you know are what staring I mean? at you. You're like, what? Why are you wearing jeans and a T-shirt? Exactly. Don't Why you, is don't your you, hair a normal color? Don't you uh, dare be normal exactly. in Portland. It really, it really embraces diversity and like, you know – What's that? What's that big famous sign? Keep, keep, keep Portland, Portland weird. weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right across the street from Voodoo Donuts. Which, okay. In my opinion, is not as good as Blue Star Donuts for listeners who might be headed to Portland soon. Don't know either, but uh, there's a hot, uh, hot, hot take. There you go from uh, from Alex. Not endorsed by Blue Star Donuts. <laughs> not sponsored. No. Uh, yeah, we still haven't sorted out sponsors. We gotta that's get right. more than ten listeners per episode. For yeah, yeah, yeah. That's maybe maybe our clinic can sponsor. So, Portland, that's cool. So, slowly working your, yourself closer to Vancouver. What's closer to Vancouver, Kelowna or Portland? Would you say similar uh, distance? Kelowna, um, no, Portland is five hours from okay. Vancouver. Kelowna's four. Kelowna's, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Depends on the Seattle traffic, honestly. If you're oh, getting through Seattle, and what's that other place north of Seattle? Tacoma, Everett. 
Everett, Everett's, Everett's horrible. fucking a nightmare. Oh my gosh! Yeah, We're talking about a, traffic, traffic in Everett. <laughs> Everyone hates Everett. Eric, just like a running joke, isn't it? That in Spokane. My goodness, Everett's Spokane. horrible. Where's, what a no, bottle, no, 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 no. bottleneck of a place. You Tacoma, Washington. I thought Spokane is like way out eastern Washington. I don't know. I've driven there through once, so I don't really have a valid opinion on the matter. Yeah, I think I went there for a hockey tournament with my brother once, and him and I were at the hotel room. Were you playing or cheer squad? Oh, I never played hockey. Okay. Yeah, my little brother did. And we went, uh, I don't know, we were were bored killing some time at the hotel, and we're like, oh, let's just go for a browse. And I think we went to like a secondhand store or something, and... uh, there was a there was a glass case full of guns in like a thrift store. Yeah, in a thrift store. Or maybe it was a pawn shop or so, something like that. Like I've made the drive from. Uh, that's so interesting. I made the drive from Vancouver to Portland probably hundreds of times. Yeah. Because um, yeah, my partner was living in Vancouver, the whole Vancouver, BC. While I was in oh, Portland the entire time. Were you getting questioned a lot at the border? Like, no, what the fuck do you, you keep just, coming back you know, and no, forth? No, you just have a student visa. And you're like, I'm going to school here. My girlfriend lives oh, over there. Oh, okay. So that let okay. me through. And yeah. never, never had any troubles. Um, but we always stopped to pee. And one of the places, because people have to do that. But one, <laughs> one of the places we stopped at was a hot tub and gun store. It specialized in hot tubs and Holy guns. Holy shit. Interesting mix. Right. Yeah, so if ever you're 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 doing the drive from Portland to Vancouver, um, I, I don't <laughs> even know what it's called. I'm sorry, I should look it up. I'll put it in the comments. But um, yeah, it exists, and there's a, a big white, store. red, and blue American flag. They must have hot, good hot tubs. I'm just imagining some, you know, a real safe hot larger, tubs. Uh, larger middle-aged man walking in. Buying a hot tub and an AK forty seven and just proudly and he might be vegan for all we know just a one stop shop sitting in his tub polishing his brand new semi automatic rifle. That's right. <laughs> what a exactly. crazy country! It's an interesting place. Oh my uh, god! Yeah, depending on what you're into, stop or don't stop. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Portland's cool. Everyone should go there. Sweet. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily live there. I, and then so I mean, yeah, I'm did. guessing when you studied, yeah. So, but when once you graduated, no thought of hey, maybe I'll get my U.S. passport and live here. You're absolutely like book, booking it straight not. up. I wanted to come back to Canada so badly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, definitely came back here. And I'll tell you what, we missed you. I missed you guys too. Oh, that was cute. Yeah. Uh. I really. Yeah. No. It, it feels like home. Um, and then my, my partners had been living in Vancouver for the past three years. So every time I went home, quotation mark, um, to, to, you know, from grad school, I came to Vancouver. Mm -hmm. And so I got to know the city little bit by little bit, weekend by weekend, break by break. And, you know, I just absolutely love it here. And it just came back, did my internship here, finished school here and, um, found work at the clinic that I was doing my internship at and just don't want to leave ever. Been and, there ever since. And, and now you can perfect. visit, can I say the name? Sure. Alliance <laughs> Wellness for all of your chiropractic needs. Request yeah. Dr. Alex Louder. Yeah, we'll be there. We're, we're, uh, we're a fully um, integrated clinic. We have naturopaths and chiropractors and massage therapists osteopaths and yeah it's 
we really love what we do there. It's and a really cool facility, guys. As uh, speaking from a speaking from a patient myself, I've been treated by uh, this very chiropractor. I saw you stretching your back, Mike. You should come see me. Uh, no, but you know, um, that was an instant denial. Holy <laughs> shit. No, 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 no. It's okay. No, now. because no, 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 no. Let me, let me explain Please. before I come across as being rude. Okay. Well, because what I was thinking is because I'm, I, 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 uh, I mentioned Heidi before mm-hmm. who, who's from Montreal yeah. and I also mentioned to her, she's a dancer and she yeah. gets really bad neck back problems. Okay. I'm yeah. I'm going to yeah. throw her your 100%. way. She'll I love you. Can, can you speak yeah. French? En français, ben oui, on peut parler en français oh, avec ID. Oui, oui, cheval. ID, ID, c'est pas, yes, yes, ID, ben c'est pas un, vraiment un, un nom français, par exemple. Hein? So, Alrighty, yeah. we'll lock wow. you in for a for a session. Brilliant, Fuck sensational. Yeah. Anyways, that's not why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sorry about that. That yeah, was a bit weird. It's all good. Book, okay. Booking a Cairo <laughs> session. That's my uh, favorite moment of the podcast. Yeah. Live um, on air. This is incredible, Alex. I, I'm just so happy to have. Alex on the show. I feel like... Oh, what a brilliant story. I came into this not knowing anything. We, thanks for listening. We had apparently met on, on Zoom through uh, Eric's birthday party. A little rude of you Zoom. for not to notice his 12th of the screen. <laughs> yeah, I was... <laughs> I, don't have a, I don't have a really cool accent to make me stick out. So <laughs> that, I noticed you more than you noticed me probably. I was... Um, a lot of attention was, was taken away by... Uh, one of Eric's brothers who, 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 came, who came in a little late like a fucking cyclone. Yeah. Cyclone Adam. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, took a lot of the... the uh, He's just been wrestling with one of his friends or something. Has he been on the podcast? No. Why not? I want him to come on. He's been... He traveled through Africa for four months. There he's you go. He's got some cool I, stories from that. Bet you he's got amazing things but, to um, say. We, was, we were supposed to do one, weren't we, with, with your brothers oh, a, a, we, a while we ago? My brothers and I were up late one night drinking with Mikey and a podcast was maybe talked about, but never, never came to be. Probably for the best. Who knows what that that would have looked like. Well, we'll have to, the next time we hear from the, the, uh, the Dakwitz brothers, it might be uh, on Family Feud. Yeah. I'll I'll listen to Which is what I'm pushing for Yeah, there's Family Feud Canada uh, that's going to be filming soon and my brothers and I might audition. Yeah. Never mind might. Why wouldn't you? I guess. As soon as I saw that, I sent Eric the link straight away. I was like, this is going to be the most compelling TV ever to hit the Canadian airwaves. It's just hard for us to be together right now. We live in three different cities. You'd make it happen for Family Feud. Don't yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, to, even to audition, to get a, to get a tape oh, together. I'm sure you figure it out. Yeah. Zoom that stuff. Like, you can figure yeah. it out. Yeah. yeah, we'll get the Zoom exception. Yeah. Anyway. Um, we have an email. Good. We have an email. Wow, it's been a while. It has been. Who's it from? Well, um, we have, uh, we kind of explained before the show, we have a friend, a mutual friend of ours who writes in, um, Sarah. And uh, she usually writes in as the alias of the podcast pirate. And uh, we were chatting earlier today. She's going to have a new alias after uh, after today. Um, okay. But wow. uh, she usually writes in from ericsucks at gmail.com. Uh, That's an email? Yeah. That I love ta- that she specifically made it. Well. I wonder what the password is. I don't know. Probably, Probably what I suck. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, it's t- uh, the email subject line is Ahoy. Dear Living a Broadcast, 
Hope you guys have been well. Glad to be receiving COVID text updates from <laughs> Eric, consisting of what color dusty rose should I make the accent wall? And oh, I forgot. How many people did you ask? Sorry to several. interrupt. How many? Because you asked me what color you should paint your Hon- wall. Honestly, a handful of friends because, I, I don't know, this is a communal effort. What, what number color did, uh, did she say? Just out of interest. She said that she wouldn't be bold enough to choose any of them. It would have gone with something like a gray, but would have chosen, I, I think it was color number two, the, the more gray of there the dusty roses. Choices. Yeah. Of the three choices. None of this is good radio. But, um, or the other message I sent her was, uh, I'm at the mall for a dentist appointment right now. And basically all the stores are open, about to get my teeth cleaned with a hangover. That's what you wrote? Yeah. The world, the world is slowly crumbling apart. Eric's worried about the color of his living room and getting his getting his getting his fangs. So I the color of his teeth too. Apparently, (laughs) to be fair, (laughs) she was messaging me asking what is open in Vancouver, and I was just being honest that no, that's totally fair. Pretty much everything is open. Okay, so keep reading. I I had my first pre. Post COVID uh, dentist appointment. Fine, she said, "I don't know what, what your normal is, but you do you." <laughs> to follow in the footsteps of Jack Sparrow, I too have been stranded on Isla de Muerta with rum. Although my island was New Zealand, and the rum was more likely hazy IPAs. I also ran into an insane amount of Canadians when locked down, um, or once the lockdown lifted, rather. Um, I'm talking born and raised from Smithers and Tofino, but most stayed and just rode out the quarantine in vans on a farm. I believe everyone's experience has been completely different from the um, and view the severity of the virus as different. But as someone who wrote it out in New Zealand as a Canadian, I want to give a hard shout out to the Prime Minister of New Zealand, Jacinda. Uh, what a woman. If you don't know, Uh, who she is, take five minutes to educate yourself. And because these go over so well on podcasts, I've included a video celebrating zero active cases in New Zealand. Have not opened this video yet. Should I play it? Sure. With just the audio. You're going to, yeah, hold up to your microphone. Your immediate reaction when you heard there were no active cases of COVID-19 remaining in New Zealand? Um, I... I did a little dance. <laughs> Describe it. What's happening, Eric? Okay, so we're seeing a woman with her back to the camera, standing in front of a window. Not a bad-looking woman. She's doing a little hip shake. Oh, and now she's breaking it down a little bit more. Arms. She's walking backwards down a set of stairs. Wow, it's her head superimposed over... I thought it was actually her. It's not actually. All right, this is a ridiculous video. <laughs> link, link it up, though, Eric. I will uh, throw this in the Instagram links afterwards. But that's, uh, that's pretty funny. The pirate continues. Love it. For many, this kerfuffle has had uh, some impact on their lives. For myself, I chose to leave my job and home. And I chose to gamble um, with begging my way into a border. Basically, the whole uh, country's closing borders to foreign nationals indefinitely and really put a damper on my international love. 
So I put that to an end. XOXO Immigration Canada. This one's for all the marbles. I don't know if I'm more scared about Blackbeard not getting let in or my Catan set getting seized. Sincerely, the podcast Pirates, a.k.a. what she wants to be referred to now, Mrs. Jones. Mrs. Jones. And then she has a P.S. She says... Alex Louder, buddy, how are you? It's been a hot minute. Distance beers on the dock, question mark. Bring a camping chair. I will. I would love that. 100%. It's coming a week. Damn. I'm so in. There's a lot to... And then um, the last thing she included was a picture that I showed you guys before the show. So the podcast podcast pirate literally traveling uh, to Canada (laughs) as we speak while we were uh, talking earlier today. And, um, well, the Blackbeard, who she refers to, got an airline ticket. And this is how official we're making documentation with getting into Canada right now during COVID times. Scribbled in pen on his airline ticket says, okay, married to a Canadian citizen. There you go. Yeah. So in in. case you want to come in here, just write that on your plane ticket. There you go. It looks like that'll be be legit. Always a pleasure. Um, Always putting way more effort into this show than we ever do. I'm going to tell my friends back home all that. Once you get your boarding ticket for Canada, just write, okay, married to Canadian Canadian citizen. citizen Named Mikey Dutton. You'll get let back Just as an experiment, someone ought to do it. My goodness. Fuck yeah. Have they come in? Yes. They're in now. Yeah. So it was all good. It all went through. Confirmed. Brilliant. I won't publish this episode or at least edit this part out if uh, that's not the case, if I check in after this, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, okay. Okay. So yeah. A lot of, th- when did she say A lot of things have changed. New Zealand now have two more, two cases. Uh, so they're not case Yeah, because free. of stupid tourists. Well, New Zealand let them in though. So uh, who's at fault? Mm. Them for trying. Yeah. Let's, come on. Okay. Okay. Now, now New Zealand, they they like to toot their own horn. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. No, no, no. Listen, let me finish, mate. When they do something good, they make sure the whole fucking world knows about it. Okay? I'm just putting that out there. Okay. Yep. Okay. Do you know how many cases BC has? Um, 175 current cases right like now. Active cases? Yeah, New okay. Zealand. It went up to 186 today, I think. Okay. But. Okay. New Zealand has two, and we have the same population. New Zealand only has five million people, okay, and so does BC. So there's a lot know, more people coming to and from BC overall. So you could say we're doing almost better, and it's a bigger area we got to worry about. So I know there's a lot of hype around New Zealand, but let's keep in mind, guys, only five million people to worry about yet. Yeah, doing a good job, bravo. But credit, credit where credit is due, though. Like, I mean, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So 5 million is also I'm the population <laughs> of... 5 million is the population of British Columbia. Correct. So as a country, New Zealand's got it down to two cases. Yes. No, 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 no. That's, you, that's, you're, <laughs> you're getting your proportions mixed that's up. That's true. That's true. But I'm, what I'm saying is that we're doing pretty well in BC, 180 cases. Yeah. Barely anything. We're doing great. A lot bigger landmass, more opportunities for it to spread. Sure. Maybe. Or maybe. Either way. Either way, New Zealand, 
You're doing great. I'm not here to argue semantics. Just uh, parts of the world that were epidemiologist Mikey thinks New Zealand is doing great. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm somewhat of an expert now. On yeah, <laughs> no, it sounds no, like no, it. definitely not. No, just oh, as an Australian, it just shits me when New Zealand gets the limelight. Uh, yeah, really, yeah, really yeah, yeah, that's coming so. through. That's coming through. Oh, really? really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Loud and clear. You'll love Mr. Realize. Jones. So anyways, I think this is a good place to wrap things Absolutely. up, guys. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for the email, Sarah. Mrs. Sarah. Jones. The podcast. Can more people it. email in? More yeah. people can email in. They can hit us up at livingabroadcast at gmail.com. They can hit us up on Instagram at livingabroadcast. If for whatever reason you feel like interacting with a dead Twitter, they can do so at living, a, living abroad pod. Um, yeah. And I don't know, fucking text me if you know me. I don't know. However you want to write in or interact with the show, just do it. Um, you know where our social channels are, but most people who listen uh, know also know how to contact me directly. So, um, Alex, is there anything you want to promote before we uh, wrap this thing up? No, I just want to promote Living a Broadcast. Oh, thank you. What a thank great you, thank answer. You. I love that, uh, Alex. Yeah, th- right. thanks for coming on, man. We really that's, appreciate that's it. Thanks for, I mean, I mean, I don't feel like I've gone that far in the world, but thanks for listening to my story. Oh, incredible story. We very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Loved it. Thank you. And uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Stay safe out there. Um, Attend a protest if you can. And if you do, uh, try to distance yourself as well as possible. Wear a mask. Fuck it. Wear gloves, hand sanitizer. But uh, Black Lives Matter. Donate to charities that matter. Do your research. um, Sign petitions. And uh, thank you for listening. Thanks a lot. Bye.